Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan. I'm James. And I'm Callum. And tonight, it's a very big news episode. Yeah. A lot's so come out. We've got so much to talk about this week. So much stuff happened that this we're just going to record this sort of bonus episode. I'll release this one first because we're recording it first. And then if you're listening to this, the next episode will come out in a couple of days' time. So first off, we'll just jump right in because we've got so much to talk about. Um, first off... Netflix is making a He-Man animated series, show run by our boy, Kevin Smith. Which is amazing. (laughs) The only problem I have with this is that it's supposed to be a sequel to the original series. Really? Yeah. So it continues off with plot lines. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's continuing off from where the old show left. It's not new. Yeah, it ties up loose ends and such. I mean... It's cool, but it's like... That's... Prior knowledge is always a bummer for me. I mean, that's... Oh, not, there'll be a recap. But the original 80s car... Like, it was like a G.I. Joe yeah. cartoon. It was, like, made to sell toys. Like, it wasn't, like, a narrative... Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, it had a narrative, but like, you know what I mean. Like, like, all, like the, all the best cartoons made to sell toys. Yeah, exactly. Like, it it was not exactly... It's not like Twin Peaks... It's you not know, lore heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not like Twin Peaks returning after 30 years and, like, you know... Yeah. Or, or Cobra Kai... Um, this is, that's, that's strange. It's very strange. That um, actually, it's, yeah, no, there's, there's reports on the internet. Uh, cartoon is not a reboot. We'll finish, and in quotes here, uh, unresolved stories from the 80s cartoon. Oh God. Now I have to see what, what happened at the end of the 80s Which cartoon. Which is, that's. Because I know there was a movie, uh, with, uh, He-Man, She-Ra team-up movie. Did that come out after the series or during the series? I run? No see, idea. so. That's this is that's this is the strange. only thing that I'm sort of, actually less excited about it now. Yeah, this is the only thing that's a bit of a bummer yeah. because now it's like because I mean I love the He-Man the Masters of the Universe like cartoon as much as anyone else. Yeah, but yeah, I mean especially the memes, the the laughing meme. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like yeah, like I, I was excited because when I heard this news, I was like Kevin Smith, our boy. He's he's a good he's good he's comic a, book uh, a good comic writer. Book show, yeah. So, like, I was excited to him to be like, here's my take on the show, but I also, I don't want it to be a comedy, because Kevin Smith, I guess, is known for comedy. Uh, he's, more com- rev- he's more because, reverent with I the mean, comic book stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but when it comes to comic book, but, like, his movies are known yeah. to be funny, like, and his TV shows, but when he writes comic books, he writes, see, like, there are humor, there's humor in it, but they're serious yeah. stories. That's why I was excited about this, so I'm like, I hope he just takes... Well, look. I don't think it's you can't exactly take his viewers universe humor and stick it into He Man. <laughs> no, no, that's so, not, that's not what I mean. I think, I, no, I, mean, I know what you mean, but I think it'll be all right. Yeah. I think I think that he would have been told this is the direction we want, this is the aesthetic we mm. want. Do you necessarily think they would give him free reign? If it's see, this is the thing though. If it's a sequel to the eighties cartoon, is it going to become a parody? Like the you know, no. like we just talked about the memes and my assumption would be it'll be straight. It's a literal sequel. You can't. Like, mm. what but what kind of risk are, are they you gonna, taking if you do a, a whole directional change with a sequel? Are they going to ape the animation? Or are I they gonna, hope so. This actually, see, Nathan, you've thrown me for a for a loop here because now I'm just going through all these, these scenarios questions. and lead, questions. There's a lot of questions now. We'll have to leave this discussion until there's more news, I think. Yeah, I, I, think was, I think so. I was ready to talk about, you know, Kevin Smith making his own He-Man no, show. No, but it's not. Yeah. But it's not. It's like a weird, like, what is it, this? Is it's it a, a se- joke? It's, it's being called a sequel. Yeah, but... Um, 
But yeah. what does yeah. that mean? Sounds like Skeletor. Yeah, Skeletor. Skeletor's yeah. behind this. Yeah, sure. yeah Skeletor's <laughs> definitely behind uh, this. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I, I think if they approach it the right way, it could be fine. Like it's just that that thread of implied knowledge. Yeah, or required knowledge. Sorry, is, oh, is I'm sure. A, like I said, I'm sure you don't have to know a lot. Yeah, you you get know. the they're all, like they've they're all uploaded on YouTube. <coughs> Someone uploaded like the whole. But thing. yeah, let's let's hope we're not beholden to yeah. like. Yeah. The only other thing I'll say is that it's being animated by Powerhouse Animation, who do the Castlevania animated series so on this, Netflix, it, which is really good. So do we think it might be an anime show? Well, they I think they called it an anime show. This is why you saying it's a sequel, um, it's like, well, this, is it just going to be a modern... I guess it's going to be a modern anime, but... Because I kind of like the connected old style. To, yeah, that, I, like, I like 80... Like, they're cheap, like they look cheap, but 80 Saturday morning cartoons. They look all right. They, they look, look good. They look pretty good. Like, um, but yeah, um, they're a good, they're a good animation studio, and, and got uh, Kevin Smith behind it, so it's exciting. But anything Netflix animation puts me in a little bit of yeah. a corner because I don't like that 3D thing they're pushing, like that 3D oh, animation oh, style. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but they actually Netflix does a Shira cartoon anyway, and that's that's like a 2D animation. So oh, there you go. Yeah, it's probably so going to be similar. Hopefully, yeah, but I don't think Powerhouse does that. So this is going to be, I think, separate from that. And that's already up to like season three or four. Like I don't, it's not connected to that in any way. I think, but yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, we need more information. Yeah. basically, actually, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about this again when there's more information. All right, moving on. Bond twenty five is officially titled No Time to Die. No time. I'm to excited. Die. Which I, it's on, a good on, title. I mean, on any. one hand, it's a terrible title. On the other hand, it's a perfect title. I don't know. <laughs> I hope. I hope he does. I, I want this it's, to be the reset movie. I, I, I find it. Let yeah, it end. I find it a kind of a funny title as well because we were talking about Bond twenty five a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and we were like, "What well, is you know? Are they going to kill him off, or are they going to pretend to kill him off, yeah. and then bring in this new 007 Then he's going to return, and then, and the fact that it's called No Time to Die is that a kind of meta wink kind? Yeah, of... like this is no time for us to be cancelling stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is no time for Bond to die, and... or is he actually going to die? And like that's, but that's not going to happen either. Do you think is Daniel Craig starting to look old? Yeah. At what at what point oh. are you going to be like? Man, wait, wait till you get to uh, Octopussy and A View to a Kill, and you'll see how old Roger Moore looks in that movie. Oh my god! It's like we need a younger Bond now. Well, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been so long between each Craig movie, and they've kind of gotten to a point now where they don't really. It looks like they don't know what they're doing, and it's like so they need to kind of reboot it and get it. But it's Having also at that- the end of his run, so it's kind of like. The vague description that we do know of this movie—it yeah. sounds like an old school plotline. That's, but we talked about this uh, again a few weeks ago, where they keep saying that, yeah. but it's not. You know, yeah. they're going to screw it up, especially if they're doing this whole. There's a new 007 coming in, getting he's getting replaced or whatever. That doesn't sound traditional at all. No. So, uh, but the font looks cool. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, and apparently, it's set to release in April 2020, which is not that far. No, that's so can we expect a teaser trailer soon? Like a proper teaser Maybe. trailer, not that sort of yeah. behind the scenes footage we yeah, saw. Yeah, Instagram footage. Yeah, no. Um, hopefully, yeah. Also, I mean, it's probably going to get delayed. Um, I'm pretty sure the last couple of Bond movies got delayed, and you know they have been having tr- like a lot of trouble on the set and stuff. So we'll see how it goes, but. That's what it's called. Don't know what it means. Can we have Tom Cruise as the next Bond? 
No, Bond has no. to be English. Leave it alone. Yeah. And also... They had an Aussie, didn't they have a, an Aussie as, as Bond at one point? Yeah, and so it was a terrible, yeah, terrible no. fucking movie. <laughs> George Lesby is not, not, not a not We, a we ignore Bond. that movie altogether, all right? <laughs> he, good... was, he was a model who they thought looked like James Bond, so they cast him in his shit. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tom Cruise is already Austin Powers, so he can't play both Austin Powers and James Bond. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next topic. The big one. For, for Callum, at least. Oh, the Wheel of Time. Yeah, casting news for The Wheel of Time. Amazon's new s- fantasy so series, Wheel, the Wheel of, of Time. Time. So give us... The Cal- context. Callum, give us an overview of what The Wheel of Time is and what it's about. So The Wheel of Time is a fantasy... Uh, I call it a franchise, but it's only books at the moment. But it's going to become a franchise yeah, once this TV show drops. But it's like a series of it's fantasy 14, novels. It's 14 full-length novels plus one prequel novel. Uh, so I think it averages... There's roughly 14,000 words all up. Uh, and it was inspired, in my opinion, it's inspired by Lord of the Rings. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and As, essentially, essentially, I think we talked about this. Every fantasy yeah, novel yeah, yeah. that came out Talk, after yeah, Lord of the, the Rings. Jack Tolkien's like, I'm going to do a one-time page. Yeah, page. exactly. Um, <laughs> and then everyone's like, yeah, we can, we can do that as well. Like, we can copy that. Ron yeah. Howard narrates, no, they couldn't. <laughs> yeah. um, so essentially, it follows a band of people who are trying to essentially conquer, like, the Dark One, you know, like the... Yeah, there's like a the, Sauron-esque... Yeah, exactly. There's uh, like like the, an Eye of Sauron-esque yeah, dark like the kind of like amorphous entity. evil yeah. entity. Uh, and there's like, you know, there's like different schools of... of, of uh, <coughs> I, I should say factions instead of schools. Yeah. Of uh, magic wielders. Yeah. Like, there's one that's like that kind of uh, lawful good where you have to abide by the rules or you'll be, you know, jailed or whatever. And then there's the more rogue elements. Mm. And it's it's a very long complicated story yeah political in nature read, high fantasy i read somewhere that there's over like 2800 named characters sounds right. <laughs> something yeah. like that so essentially it's it's i can't give you an overview yeah other than imagine typical, yeah it's the typical fantasy quest it's yeah in imagine if lord of the rings went for 14 books yeah and, so, and the hobbits were like young adults who practice magic kind of yeah so kinda. essentially you have the chosen one, yeah, who is on a quest to defeat the dark one, yeah, right. Ra- it's, it's Randall a, Thor, Rand Al Thor, Rand Randall, <laughs> Randall. Yeah. Um, so essentially, it's it's based in what I, what we can as- presume is it's essentially a medieval Europe, yeah. Um, and then halfway, th- so the, there's so many different events that happen, mm. but one the big events are the children grow up, they have to leave their town. They go on to the big cities, different factions make themselves known. There is an invasion from a foreign army yeah. to conquer uh, the European yeah. landmass. Yeah. Uh, and that all kind of climaxes in book 14 where, you know, so I'm not going to ruin the ending, but yeah. the big, big battle, the big battles yeah. happen. Yeah. Things are not as resolved yeah. as you think. We should also mention that Robert Jordan, the author, died halfway through. Yes. So he passed away... I'm not exactly sure what book, but it was towards yeah. the later end. Okay. And Brandon Sanderson, I'm pretty sure, finished the novels yeah, off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Uh, and he did a pretty good job. Yeah. The one problem with The Wheel of Time is that there were so many plot points that were not resolved. So you finish the last book oh. and characters... It's, it basically says characters just go on for journey. So the last book sets up plot points oh. about like things that I want to find out what yeah. happened, how did, that, how did those wonder, interactions yeah. go. And here's an interesting question I have for the for the listeners at home. Mm. When you're reading, we'll get into what the casting means and where we think we're, the show's going to go. 
But when on, um, I think it's Twitter, I think, there's like quotes from each of the cast members mm. who talk about their character. And one of the characters will say, well, my character lost his family. And so this is his motivation. Mm. But these things don't really, there's like, they mention things which don't really happen in like the first part. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm no. like what is this show going to be? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that after we talk about the casting. But yeah. it'll definitely be an adaptation of all the books and none of the books, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, They'll yeah. take bits and pieces from all 14 and mush it into like their one. So uh, essentially, if you're interested in a very, very long, complicated political romance fantasy drama, check out the books. Yeah. But so, by the grace of Jeff Bezos, it is also yeah. coming to our television. So a- Amazon, in addition to their giant billion-dollar <laughs> Lord of the Rings series, they're also and all their other fantasy and sci-fi shows that they're making, they're also making this into a series, which like, is crazy. Now, the, for context, the, this is not the first time someone's tried to make The Wheel of Time. Uh, Best oh, pilot ever. Yeah, uh, there is look, a terrifically look, terrible. No, so you say this is not the first time someone tried to make. Yes, this is the first someone tried to make. <laughs> the first time they just wanted to keep the rights, so they filmed a pilot. <laughs> the most bizarre on like in someone's house on a camcorder, maybe. So yeah, there's a pilot on. You can see it on YouTube if you just look a Wheel of Time pilot. Yeah. And it doesn't so explain any of the backstory. The produ- yeah, the production company who owned the rights to make the books into a movie or TV show, they were going to lose the rights if they didn't yeah. make something with it. So this this is not unusual. They just put something together really quickly just so they could say, oh, we're, we still want the yeah, rights. No backstory. And yeah, basically it's, 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 in like, it's like in an unfurnished mansion, which is probably in LA or something. They and filmed they filmed the porno right after they finished filming this <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they got Billy Zane to play the bad guy. <laughs> and they got some a plank of wood to play the good guy. Uh, Luz Theron. Yeah. Lewis. And, <laughs> and I know uh, all the names. <laughs> and uh Camps, Camps no, 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 he was extremely yeah. triggered. No, no, no. In one of the cable <laughs> in one of the descriptions on one of the cable channels which actually aired this pilot, yeah. the character was actually named Lewis in the description. <laughs> instead of Luz. Um but Basically, yeah, it's the cheapest, quickest, like they're all in one, the whole thing takes place in one room and they're just saying words at each other. It makes no sense. It's fantastic. It's not, is it, is it, it's not even half an hour. Maybe? No, it's like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. It, it was, sucks. It yeah. sucks real bad. I anyway, mean, but go yeah, watch it. That, yeah, <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's, it's horrible, but that was never a serious attempt <laughs> at making it. Um, Anyway, um, we've it has come to this. Yeah, so Amazon is now seriously making it into a you know epic fantasy show, and you know after Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think they're trying to capitalize for good yeah. reason. And this, you know, this is obviously in addition to Lord of the Rings and their other fantasy shows. I think what differentiates this from other properties yeah. is the fact that the Jordan estate seems to be 100% behind it uh, because Robert Jordan's widow yeah. has basically given Amazon her full support as, long, as well as the estates. And Brandon Sanderson is also on call. Okay, well, why, yeah. why wouldn't you be? I'm pretty sure he's on call. Yeah, I mean, if you've got, you got, you got a serious attempt yeah, like, with he was, money behind it... Because the Wheel of Time's popular in fantasy circles, yeah, but it, it's not like Game not of Thrones. It's yeah. not like uh, Lord of the well, Rings. Well, we talked about this. Game of Thrones wasn't that popular until the show came yeah. out. Like really. So I'm sure that I, I would like Harriet Jordan to make money. Yeah. I would like Brandon Sanderson to also try and preserve the integrity yeah. of the books. I mean, we've well, talked about this before, but that's one thing I've never understood about the Tolkien estate. 
why they're yeah. so combative about their IP. Oh like, no, no, no! I understand it. Like no, the, but, you have essentially what's a perfect fantasy. Yeah, story. but when yeah. when people try to adapt it, they're told what they can and can't use. When really, it yeah. should be if you want to do it right, use everything you need. Yeah, I, I like this. It's definitely understandable. You want to you want to Preserve make the sure, integrity. Yeah, exactly. And you want to make sure that the people doing it are doing it justice. But also in being so controlling and restrictive, sometimes that just makes things worse and then it's going to end up it's going to end up being worse than if you just said yeah you know here's everything and you know kind of do what i mean it's it's a double-edged sword kind of thing and also at the end of the day these are people who didn't really create the work they're just no, that's right they're, they're just like living off the money that they're just suits made. right they're just like yeah office suits exactly like i mean you can understand is it christopher Tolkien? yep you can understand him being like this was my dad's legacy i want to but also, it's kind of like, well, he didn't, Chris didn't make it. No. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't worry. No, no, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, J.R. would disapprove of everything. You know what I mean? Like, oh. he seems he's the kind of guy who'd be like, no. Y- you think he'd be an Alan Moore about it? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we should talk about the Wheel of Time. The cast has been announced. So, Rosamund, the- Rosamund Pike was announced quite a while ago. As the first cast member. Yeah, quite a while ago. But I think that's also because she's one of the main cast. Yeah, and she she's also probably the the biggest name in the cast so far. Yeah. So that that was quite a while ago, and we'll talk about her character later. But recently, the kind of five main... The main characters of the journey... Yeah, like the main uh, youths who yeah, are meant to save the world. Their cast has been announced. So I guess first is... who's the, Is Rand the protagonist? Or Rand- is Randall... Rand Al Thor. <laughs> His name's Rand. Randall Al Thor. Randall <laughs> Thor. Is that Thor's cousin? <laughs> Randall. Uh, yeah, so he's the, the chosen one yeah. in this tale. But keep in mind, so, uh, the way the book is structured, yes, he is like the th- chief. There's five, there's five main characters and yes. he's the sort of slight main character. Like so m- he's the only one character. who, he's the Frodo. Yeah. Right, he's the Frodo. But all of the characters are in the book, at least, are more or less... Like of, equally main characters. He's so. the most equally important. <laughs> yeah. But they're all of equal importance. Yeah. So in the book, they each have their own chapters. Yeah. You you know, they, they each Actually, have a full story's well, worth of growth. Maybe we should say, Rosamund Pike is playing M- Moraine. Moiraine. Moiraine. I, yeah, I've... Yeah. But, I butcher these names. Yeah, I, all these names are hard to... But... And she's like a like a sorceress, right? Yeah, she's like it's like a she becomes she's like a maternal teacher figure to guide them. Yeah, she's the Gandalf. Gandalf, yeah, she's Gandalf. So she comes to this this town, yeah, looking for the chosen one and these yeah. m- like magic practicing like the young, ice, young adults. Ice Sedai, I believe they're called. Like that's what the wizards are yeah. referred to as. And she comes look and she kind of assembles this team of. Friend, are they friend? They're friends. Yeah, they're before. all friends. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're friends. And she come and she's like, "We have to go fight." Yeah, Rand, get, get, grab your buddies. We're, yeah. we're going off to on an you know, adventure to fight evil. Doom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so Rand is, is the protagonist, is the and protagonist. He's, he's played, played by, by Josh jo- Stradowski. Josha Stradowski, who I think is a Dutch actor. Anyway, whatever he is, he looks beautiful, which is one of the problems <laughs> I have with the cast. Yeah. Is, so, it's the, I think you referred to it as yeah. the CW problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I Chiseled uh, jaws and blonde hair all yeah. around. We, like, I want to like, talk about how, like, <laughs> the adaptation, I'm worried, because it's about, like, five young, pretty people, I hope it doesn't just delve into, they look, They're not like, that attractive melodrama. in the books. 
Yeah, but it's like, obviously, it's understandable yeah. that they're going to make them more pretty for the show. But, like, because of Game of Thrones, because of The Lord of the Rings, I'm hoping it just doesn't turn well, into a CW yeah. romantic Look, melodrama. The one thing I will say is if they are trying to capitalize on Game of Thrones... Game of Thrones had some pretty ugly characters. Some of the best characters. Yeah. Tyrion's not objectively beautiful. You leave Tyrion alone. No, no, he's beautiful. Bronn is not objectively compared, beautiful. But compared to the book, he's gorgeous. That's Because true. in the book, he's yeah. more ugly. So they're always going to go for the more... Well, even Lord of the Rings, with the exception of, you know, people like Aragorn and so on, I wouldn't call any of the hobbits beautiful as They're such. all beautiful. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty, pretty. <laughs> I don't know if our Samwise would be down on Dawson's Creek. Or, I reckon Sean, Sean Aston back in the day, he could have gotten. Yeah, he could have definitely been on there. But anyway, but anyway what were we talking about? Uh, the, the, how yeah. pretty they are. It's yeah. going to cause problems so for the romance drama. Angles. Not just that, but because the 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 Wheel of Time books, they're not young adult books. No, they're. But because they feature young adult protagonists, it makes it into young adult television. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that it's it's still an adult oriented show. Like I hope they don't try to. Like no, I know what you CW, mean. CW, where yeah, it's they're like... they're going to change the demographic to suit... Yeah. The, the, like, the, the, what, the visuals? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. they seem so attractive, they might be like, hey, kids, here's our hip and cool young cast for yeah. the new Wheel of Time show. And it's like, instead of, like, all the cool fantasy warrior stuff, it's, it's actually... Like lots of pouting? It's, yeah, it's just pouting and, like, lots of Twilight bullshit, like, CW... Longing glares? Yeah, like... <laughs> like, um... Didn't they... What was that... Sh- the Shannara Chronicles. Oh, yeah, like, I never watched it. Yeah, it's like, I think that was a young adult book, but, you know, yeah. you, they turn those into... They, they want to turn them into romance dramas yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for teenagers. I'm hoping that's not what they're doing here, especially when they've got Amazon behind it. Um, but anyway, let's go go on to the next one. We have uh, Marcus Rudder as uh, Perrin Abara. Marcus Rutherford. Oh, Where, I'm, I'm, reading the Twitter, I'm reading the Twitter handles. Oh, no, 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 that's, yeah, don't look at, Twitter <laughs> handles are not, yeah, Marcus Rutherford as Perrin. Uh, yeah. Abara. Yeah, who's like the muscle. Yeah. He's the big guy. Yeah. Right? Madeline Madden as, how do you say that? How, how do you say that? Egwene? Egwene. Egwene. Egwene Alvir. Yeah. She's like the female protagonist, right? And, and Rand's love interest, at yeah. least for like the first eight books. Yeah. If Rand is Harry Potter, she's Hermione. No, that's, yeah, that's no, not fair a good... Enough. No, that's a fair enough yeah. comparison. But, um... What's interesting, she's an Australian actress, um, indigenous Australian as well. So that's that's a pretty big break, you know, big Amazon fantasy series. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Barney Harris as Matt Cawthorn. Yep. Is he the, uh, the he's swordsman? Like the he's a trickster. Oh, no. he, who's the swordsman? Or am I thinking of... Uh, who's the guy in the front? Is that Rand? The guy on the front cover with yeah, the sword? that'd be Rand. That's They're Rand. all really bad, like, cover arts, though. So oh, like... you say bad, I say awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rand, Rand will be the guy with the sword, yeah. with the like the red hair. Yeah, like you're blonde. I think. But anyway, Matt's yeah. like the trickster sort of rogue type okay, yeah. guy, the rough and tumble fellow. Yeah, and Zoe Robbins as Nave. Nave. Is she too young for the role? I, I look personally, I think she's far too young. She's supposed to be older than Rand by a few years because she's yeah. she's not quite like a yeah. woman. I've woman. read I've read the first few books and she's supposed to be older than the rest of the group by at but least how a much? few years. Yeah, see, my understanding was, and I'm sh- granted I haven't read the books in a while. Yeah, but the difference was between five to ten years older than the rest of them because she yeah. was considered to be. I mean, we'll talk about this now because the adaptation side of it, it's yeah. like they might just be like, oh, they're all just friends. They're all just yeah, the no. same age, which causes problems. Also, yeah, going. 
also like all these actors are like in their t- early twenties or whatever. Like they're not. They could also just play it off. They as, might, yeah, yeah. They might be oh. playing teenagers. They might be playing mid twenties. Like look- it doesn't really. Also, we're looking at sort of cast shots here, so they might look completely different. That's when true. There's in- no costume yeah. or yeah. hair. No, or there's makeup. no costume, hair, or makeup going yeah. on. So it, it might work also, out fine yeah. in the show. Also, if all the characters are eighteen. And and she's twenty five. Like, they look the same. You know, yeah, no, it won't look. I don't think it'll be a problem. No, no. no. Um, I think I think when we see them in dress, it'll be fine. Because yeah, this yeah. is all just very initial thoughts. Yeah. Because we don't even know. We don't even no, know no, no, what yeah. story elements are going to be doing. Exactly. So this yeah. is all prim, um, preliminary. Yeah. Uh, analysis. Um. So I think a while ago when we first talked about this, we were talking about the casting and how they should go the kind of Game of Thrones way. Of like casting un- all unknown actors, mm. which is exactly what they did. Like these are all like British yeah. and you know Australian. Keeps them there for the long haul. I think yeah, I think Zoe Robbins is Kiwi. Um, you know, like it's just get all the non-American, you know, young actors, yeah. unknown actors, Man, and I just can't cast them all. So I think that's that's a good it's a good yeah. choice instead of trying to get all the the famous A-listers. I can't wait for them to be like, oh yeah, you're a man, you can't use magic, eh? <laughs> Yeah, in the uh, in the in the books, uh, magic is very much a feminine pursuit. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, and there's a whole drama. Oh, I guess no, that's no, why. Eventually, uh, men can use magic. Yeah, but that's a cause of much drama in so, the book. So, mm. putting it in a very broad perspective, at least in the start of the series, yeah, uh, there's like a taint on magic. Yeah, um, but it only affects men. Yeah, so oh, essentially, yeah. men. It's like if you think, consider it like the force. Yeah. Men, I guess, get lured by corruption and turn into Sith, so, keeping so, it very gentle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, what happened was in an ancient time, long ago, before in a in a time far, far away. Yeah. Um. Essentially, there was like the Dark One poisoned. So think of magic as a well. Yeah. Half of it's female, half of it's male. Yeah. The Dark One poisoned the male half. Yeah. So any any male who uses this magic, or I believe it's called channeling in the books, mm-hmm. essentially goes crazy and, and ends yeah. up killing people. See, this is all really interesting fantasy stuff. I hope it doesn't lead to melodrama of my pretty boyfriend is turning to the dark side. In, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so, I'm just really worried about when you, anytime you have y- young young protagonists... <laughs> It's like, mm, what are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. No smoldering glances. Yeah. Let's keep focus. One smoldering glance every once in a while is yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, essentially. So, basically, yeah, like the, the, like the adaptation side of it, because there's 14 epic fantasy novels and it's this huge world with all, all these characters and all these um, uh, different continents or whatever. So, one thing I should say is just my final thought about the casting. Yeah. It's because the 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 main the main continent in Wheel of Time yeah. is essentially a European continent. Yeah. So in the book there are people who are darker than others, but they would still be by our modern standards, we would just still call them more or less white. It's like if you're from Spain and you're from European, you can't really call yourself yeah. a person of but color. But isn't there like an Asian continent as well in the in the book? I, or like an African continent. I, so there are occasionally characters who are of Asian appearance, but you don't actually. No one actually no, physically definitely. travels to those places. Yeah, but they exist. Like there's yeah, they'll another, come on both. It's like Lord of the Rings. Not, like there's an Asia yeah, part somewhere else that they're you don't not really very, see. They're not very frequent in at least in the town in which these characters live. Yeah, think about the the town which the series should start in is like a backwater place. Yeah. in Europe, y- it's like, like y- you y- don't get travelers. Yeah, there. medieval England basically it starts. Yeah, kinda, and it's like you don't get travelers there. So. The re- the interesting thing is with the casting is a couple of the characters 
are people of color. Yeah. Which isn't a problem because they're probably, I reckon they're going to take a, uh, take a slaughterhouse to the source materials. Oh, yeah, they could we'll just use whiteface. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the interesting thing is uh, you could pull off, like Perrin, that could, that's fine because he's yeah. like a He's described appearance. as darker, yeah. right? But see, my assumption is he's, the darkness in his skin is more like Mediterranean dark. No, because no. I, don't think, I don't think any of it matters. No, yeah. no, no, but let me explain. So as I said, in I think it's like book six or book seven or whatever, yeah. somewhere in that range, there's an invasion from essentially the fantasy African continent. Yeah. I'm like, so what's interesting is they're either going to leave that out or they're going to change it or just ignore uh, the ethnicities on the European landmass completely. Yeah, I, I which think is it's, a that's probably what they'll do. Yeah, I think it's going to be more like... Well, make I mean, it a make it a different culture issue instead of a different sort of racial. Yeah, yeah. Era but what I mean, issue. what I what I think they're going to do is they're just going to include diversity everywhere on the European ma- well, yeah. landmass. So another that's I, I think that's a yeah. good thing. I think that'll be cut more colourful. I think Game of Thrones deals with it the best, where it's like Westeros is Europe. Yeah, like most people, like people born there are Caucasian. Yeah, you know, there's there's the south, like um, there's the south where it's um. Like people like Spa- Spanish, like yeah, a yeah. bit darker, and then there's the North, which is like you know Scotland and Ireland, like and they're a bit fairer, Tasty. yeah. But otherwise, like that's everyone there is Caucasian, and then you've got Essos, which is like a kind of Asia, Middle East, Africa, where people are darker and you know, yeah. But like the way they present it in the show is that yes, there are immigrants yeah. going and from to yeah. and from. So I think it it's like they that could, in the Wheel of Time. They so could in do the that big in the cities, Wheel of Time, yeah. In the big cities, like the the places where there's lots of trade, yeah, there are absolutely people of all races and ethnicities. Yeah. But the interesting, like I said, the interesting thing is they're starting off with the characters yeah, in the small, the small backwater time. village, yeah. and they're making at least two of them people of color, yeah. which won't be a problem for the adaptation because I think they're going to change the yeah. continent dramatically. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. How, like I was saying, it's such a huge, epic series, yeah. long series. Like they're just going to take bits and pieces from all the novels and yeah. then boil it down to its essentials and then rewrite it for TV. episodic television. Yeah. So I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Because frankly, this is going to sound harsh, but what are the chances it's going to last six, seven seasons well, when they're competing with Lord of the Rings this, in terms yeah, of budget? This is what I want to talk about: is if Amazon is serious about Lord of the Rings, how can they? I mean, Jeff Bezos has got more money than God, but it's like, how can they be serious about both at the same time? Yeah, you know, like that's why, like again, to bring it back to the kind of whole uh, teen romance CW thing. Like I hope they don't scale back the budget, you know, just yeah, to fo- yeah, yeah. you know, so that like less 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 practical, more smoldering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but just on top of that, it's like to tell this story, if you if you're not gonna do like you know one book a season, which I don't think they're gonna go for fourteen no. seasons. See, you know what? If they so, were doing Lord of the Rings, mm. if this was their billion dollar enterprise, oh yeah, I would say you could pull it off. Oh, n- even fourteen seasons, I think, is a bit like too wishful thinking even if you're going to pump a billion dollars in but like i feel like if they can get like five good seasons maybe six maybe seven like and then they're they're obviously adapting it it, obviously yeah they're obviously going to adapt it for tv and cut things out and change things and that's fine it's an adaptation but in doing so one i hope they actually get to do the whole story from start to finish the way they want to and two like Game of Thrones, I hope they don't write themselves into a corner by changing things from the book that late in later seasons are going to come back to bite them. Well, the good thing about 
at the wheel of time is it's done. Yeah, but like, for but better like, or worse. So, so for argument's sake, even if Game of Thrones, the book series, had finished, there are things in Game of Thrones, like the first couple of seasons of the show, where they changed just to streamline, like they combined characters and changed a few things just for the show, you know, to make it. Then in later seasons, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner because that thing they changed, they now. They're stuck with. They couldn't. They couldn't adapt things that had happened in the book because they're stuck with their change that they made. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just because you have a fully completed series, if you change something at the start, and then you know, no, I know what you mean. In book seven, when something happens that you haven't set up or you changed in your show, do you know Uh, what I mean? Yeah. So at least they've got Brandon Sanderson on hand. Yeah. Well, that's Uh, the thing, and he knows the content very well because I think he wrote like the last four books, maybe five. I can't remember exactly. But uh, so he would have a good understanding of the, the intricacies of the plot, yeah. At least for the second half, and he like, and he's just we, a good author. People like him. Anyway. We talked we talked about this, I think, one off, off once off air. I don't know if we talked about on air, but something about how when you're adapting, not adapting, when you're like making a sequel or writing, you have to you have to um, change your voice to match. Yeah. So he. He's uh, he did a pretty good job at yeah. uh, at copying Robert Jordan's exactly. uh, vernacular. As so a lot of the words Robert Jordan would use, he kind of picked yeah, up the on writing his own. style. As far yeah. as I know, people were happy with how he finished yeah. it off. Like, look, I personally think that he's not that good of an author. Mm. Uh, like on his own works, like he tends to write video. Like one of his big series, which lots of people love, it's essentially all the like the system, the magical systems. It's like video game systems. Okay. I don't I don't like it at all. Yeah. But when it comes to adapting Robert Jordan's work, he did a wonderful job. job. Yeah, he really. So, but that's because Robert Jordan left all kinds of notes, so he wasn't yeah. going in blind. That's true. Yeah, but like what I'm saying is the fact that he he kind of knew how to take Robert Jordan's voice yeah. and finish. He can maybe take that same thing to the series, and apply it to a screenplay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe he's not writing the screenplay, but he can. But be, he can help if he's an yeah. advisor. Yeah, he will be able to say this is how it should be envisioned. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it should look like. Here's yeah. how the characters should walk. Exactly. If you're going to change should... this, you have to change this. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. he should have an understanding of the repercussions yeah. of in, in, you uh, know, any choices yeah. they make. If you do this now in, in season five, you're going to have to do this. You know. I'm hoping they do the whole story, but it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they try to, if they basically just remove half the story completely. Oh, definitely. They'll cut out. More, more than Lord of the Rings cut out, like, more than wrong. Game of Thrones cut out, they'll cut out heat. I don't hold Wheel of Time to the same reverence in which I hold Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Robert Jordan was a good author, but he had a problem where he would insert entire themes yeah. and he wouldn't explore them or he would explain them away or he wouldn't like, you know... He mentions things once and, yeah. one, and then he's... Yeah. He'll mention something yeah. really incredible or really huge one time and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. And for it's inst- not mentioned again. For instance, without spoiling anything, there's a mechanism they use to get from one location to another that they explore in one of the books and then they completely forget yeah. about it when it would be extremely handy <laughs> to remember yeah, that yeah, they yeah, did yeah. this thing no, in a previous exact- book. Yeah. That's exactly right. So there are things... Which even me, you know, I mean, if you've listened to the show, you know I obsess over the integrity of source materials everywhere. Integrity. Yeah. My integrity. That's right. My integrity. But there are things in the Wheel of Time which I think shouldn't be there and I would love to see them removed from the TV show. Yeah. Uh, it would just and, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah, and just just because of necessity, that like, have to seeing the contradictions probably. in the show would also piss me off. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like that, in the books, 
you you like it'll mention something, but there's yeah. a long time between books, right? Yeah. So when you the, read the, the reading length of, is longer. Yeah, the the plot holes and inconsistencies will be more glaring. Yeah, in especially the when you can rewatch and people will go online and say, yeah. "Look at this episode," and then look at this episode, yeah. which is what they did with Game of Thrones. And so, like in a TV show, those inconsistencies and those plot holes, yeah, will really... be tremendously more noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why I, I kind of. I did want them to do like a straight adaptation, mm. but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah. I want them to have leg room. It's better. We, yeah, it, like you always say, as long as the as long essence, as essence is, yeah. is, is like maintained, yeah. and as long as whatever they're changing, they know, they know how to deal with that in the future. Yeah, as you can't just change one thing and then have and, everything yeah. else. And hopefully, they don't just change things for the sake of it. Yeah. Or change things just oh, it's don't easier. subvert anything. Just yeah, keep exactly. It, yeah, yeah, keep it fantasy. Yeah, keep it nerdy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep it practical, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Although, we'll I mean, see, I mean, as long as the, the as we'll long as they don't make the magic too flashy, because yeah. a lot of it's sword fights. It's still that's true too. This has like a lot of fencing. A lo- it's and just stuff, a lot right? of sword fights, yeah. basically. There's, Magic's there's... heavy shit in this. Series, yeah, it's not. So. It's yeah. not all like the time. it's not just like yeah. throwing beams around. Yeah, it's like weaving or something. They weave threads yeah. in the air. You only or use it when you have to, kind of. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, if you use it, I think people could yeah. track you. Which actually, so they use it I'd like, I'd like to see that as well because it's like when you know when it's used, it'll be more special. It'll have yeah. more weight to it, like yeah. using the force in the Star Wars movies. Well, or lightsaber yeah, battles, right? Yeah, well, say. in the original, well, in the original, yeah, yeah, in the original, original yeah. yeah. And then now it's just like everyone has a lightsaber every five. More seconds. on that in the next episode. Of oh Tuesday God! Review. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, should we move on, or you want to say anything else about Wheel of Time? Well, they still haven't cast all the major characters. Yeah, this is only the initial... This is only uh, the kids. There's still the uh, guards, there's still the main protector for Moiraine hasn't been cast, Lan. Yeah. Uh, And he's like an Aragorn type of bodyguard. He was a bad dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good character. (laughs) He's basically Aragorn. Okay, cool. Uh, Like, basically, literally ripped off Aragorn. Yeah. In, in more ways than one, so stay tuned to the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also, like, the older bard who helps them on their travels hasn't been cast. He's also Tom Merrillan. And, and I hope it's, like, Hugh Laurie or yeah, something Yeah, everyone's like saying Hugh Laurie, and that would be a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. I think he would fit it really well. And or the dude. What about the villains? Uh, uh, no one's been cast from the villains yet. Yeah. I don't... So the villains in the Wheel of Time, it's like a Voldemort situation where yeah. you've got the big bad guy off in the shadowy distance well, yeah. I with think his like, we minions. Ta- oh, we were talking about it the other day where I was like, there's the Eye of Sauron and then everyone yeah. else is just the minions. Yeah, exactly. There's no like Darth Vader. No. Or... And there's also like, there's also like these like really dark creatures who don't have eyes who like go around hunting Ooh, people. That's cool. I hope they make it scary. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, they basically rip off as ring we'll raids. Because like I said, Robert Jordan yeah. ripped off like half the <laughs> yeah. stuff from Tolkien. We'll see. I mean, I know The Witcher's Netflix, but we'll see when The Witcher ne- comes out how they deal with it. And hopefully... Cause, I mean, looking good. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, it looks good from the trailer. So hopefully whoever's making Wheel, Wheel of Time, Time on Amazon is like Look, paying attention. And I'm optimistic, which says a lot, yeah. considering I love the books. and But I think that... There's competition still, though. There's fantasy competition. Yeah, now. that's that's the one thing I will say is they know they but have a whole lot of hard work ahead of them. This is what we talked about when we talked about the HBO Witch, the Witcher has, trailer. The Witcher, HBO's yeah, Dark but, Materials. But we we talked about how I'm like everyone has to step up their game because everyone's doing it now. Yeah. yeah. So you can't you're not just the only one the in town anymore. Yeah, it's like why am I going to watch a shitty Wheel of Time when I can watch the, the like a really yeah. good Witcher? Why, on why subscribe to Amazon when you've got all the Netflix content? Why subscribe to Disney? They all have to be competing to the point where 
they're all spending ridiculous amounts of money on at some point the bubble might burst but at, <laughs> at the moment it's great because we're getting yeah. all these big budget sci-fi Look, fantasy it doesn't shows. even have to be that expensive it just has to be well written we talked about what when do we what do we talk about the other day where i was saying you don't have to show all the crazy action stuff all the time as long as you have good ones every once in a yeah. while <coughs> yeah exactly right. so i'm optimistic which says a lot considering yeah. you know i kind of get my hate on yeah, for things that aren't away. adapted very well why here yeah. tom bombadil <laughs> yeah i mean look still no thomas Covenant uh, adaptation so yeah i i don't don't hold your breath <laughs> no i won't um but uh, it should be good we'll keep you updated next time there's yeah. an update if they, it's still, if they it's announce still, more cars it's still very very early days yeah i don't so think they've even started don't worry. wait till wait till some of the set pictures come out then then yeah. there'll be nerd outs then we'll yeah <laughs> shall we move on Let's move on. Moving on to Gamescom and Gamescom. Well, mainly we're just talking about Death yeah. Stranding. So Gamescom 2019, big game convention where they show off new technology and new games. A few games have been shown. Um, there's a new Need for Speed, stuff like that. The 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 Mar- new Marvel Avengers. Have we talked about the Avengers game on the, the show? The Square Enix one, right? Yeah. I don't think we have. No. Should we talk about it very quickly? Yeah, it looks we good. can. It's got a lot of controversy because it's going for a photorealistic graphic style. Yeah. But they're not based on the MCU actors' versions oh. of the characters, which it's, for some reason is triggering a lot of people. I like that. For me, yeah. For me, I love that it's not. Based yeah, on the yeah. MCU, it's, but I feel like it's not different enough. Like I feel like yeah. they're in this uncomfortable balance area like where we talked, yeah, where they're trying to do both. And refer, I feel like they refer should. to the Sunrise Arcade episode from last week. Oh, okay, I'll listen to that. Um, basically, the issue is is these characters look pretty much the same with the comics as well, right? So it's based on the comic that's, characters. That's the true actors too. that are cast are based off the comic characters. Yeah. So you're in a situation where. The characters in the game are based off the comics, but also the MCU actors are based off the comics in their design too. I'm just talking about like the 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 uh, costume designs. Yeah. Like yes, it's based on the comics, and yes, the MCU is based on the comics. So you're gonna end up with similarities. But I feel like they're doing this weird balancing act where they're like, we want people to recognize it from the movie, so we're gonna add some certain padding to Captain America. We're gonna add some certain things to here, so it's gonna look a little bit like MCU. But it's not MCU because we want to make different, and the actors obviously you know aren't what? the same. I want to say studio. I want to say I feel like that's a studio. Yeah, decision. it feels like, it feels like very much like a studio decision. They could have gone MCU if they I've, wanted. I no no. I feel like they should have gone so they far. They should have gone to. not cell shaded, but they should have gone more. Yeah. I feel like book. they wanted to, and then someone in the at the top of the chain was like, make it look more like the movie Probably. so we can capitalize yeah. So, more. Yeah, so it looks like a tie-in game, but it's not kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. The other th- problem with this thing is they also got competition in the form in forms of like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is going full comic book. And yeah, but have that, like, that's a very different game where it's that's yeah, it like... Uh, th- actually, I want but to talk about want, that, how... But like the, the sort of the whole nature of this game is at the end game, it's almost going to be wanting to compete with Destiny. Because there's multiplayer components and drop-in, drop-out online play with missions that you can only do with other oh, people, okay. like dungeons and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So it's hard to find... The game's going to have to play like it is now yeah. for the end game. So it's kind of a difficult... They're in a difficult situation. If they change how it looks and how it oh, works no, no, too they're, much... They're obviously not going to change how it looks at no, this point. No, no, no. I meant in the beginning. When they were designing this game, it's yeah. like, they're like, well, if we're going to... If it's going to be a competitor to Destiny, The Division, and all of these other games, it has to look a certain way. Mm. Pr- pretty much. To play similarly... Yeah, but like, I feel like you can do a photorealistic adaptation of the comics... 
and make it still make it look different to the MCU. At a certain point, there are things that are just going to look straight up the same, like Iron Man's armor. But I feel like just Captain America's armor and I mean, God Thor, forbid, like look, Thor's different. But you know, God like, forbid they give them an original outfit. Like I understand yeah. they want to copy from the comics, yeah. but who says they have to? Maybe it's yeah. a Marvel decision. Also, I don't know. like also because it's it's hard to explain. It's di- like, I feel like it's difficult. Anyway, maybe the versions of the suits and uh, armors we're seeing are just the initial ones. And for all we know, there's like a hundred ones that look, well, well, look very. By the nature yeah. of the game with online play. I'm if sure any- there are other collectible. If it's anything like the Spider-Man game, you might be able to change outfits or yeah. Change- of course, I reckon you will. I have the inclination that I think we're going to be able to see uh, different armor sets, different equipment, different weapons, yeah. all yeah. that kind of different stuff. Different power. So maybe it it's- looks awkward initially, but then yeah. when, once you kind of get into the meat, you can all I look feel- very unique. I'm not judging it based on what we've seen yet. I want to yeah. see more. Yeah, yeah, I definitely definitely have because to see more. I think, but the, from what they are telling us about how the game works, yeah. It's going to be similar to a drop-in, drop-out game like Destiny but, or The Division or like but, those sorts of online. But there is there is a campaign single-player mode, right? Oh yeah, there's a single-player mode, and then there's online yeah. missions and no, stuff, no, which continue the game's storyline after the campaign finishes. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah, the gameplay we do see, I think, is really cool because yeah. it, you know the best thing. There's a reason why like Arkham Asylum and the Spider-Man PS4 game like are so successful. It's because they make you feel like... A superhero. A superhero. They make you feel like you're in that world, like you're that character. And this new Avengers game, it seems to do that as well. You know, like, makes you feel like Iron Man, makes you feel like Thor, makes you feel like Hulk, makes you feel like Captain America, makes you feel like Black Widow. Like, it, like the things you can do... They have weight. They have weight, and they also, like... Yeah. Diff- you know, there's different attacks, different power-ups, and, like... When you're playing, like we were playing Ultimate Alliance, which is a kind of cell shaded, cartoonish looking game. It's basically like a, a, a top down, yeah, like like a beat 'em up kind of RPG, like where you just asymmetric, yeah, we're just kind yeah. of smashing the attack button and killing a lot of guys, and you don't feel like a superhero. You just feel like you're playing any other game. Yeah. But whereas this game, it's because obviously it's a more intricate, more photorealistic game. It's like you actually feel like you're Iron Man. You can fly up, shoot little missiles out at targets, you know, fire your beam. Then you play as Hulk and you're jumping and smashing stuff and he's, you know, lifting up cars and throwing them. And mechanics feel very different between heroes. Even though you're fighting non-superpowered enemies, like you're fighting guys with laser guns or whatever, like you still feel like powerful. Yeah. Like, But obviously there's a balance, you know, you can't be too powerful because otherwise the game is, you know... But yeah, like it's cool. Like you see Thor, like throw his hammer at a guy, and it like pins the guy to a, a wall, and then you can beat up all the other guys, and then call the hammer back, <laughs> stuff like that. It's really cool. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, the the bit they showed is like the prologue to the yeah. game. Like so, the game actually takes place after that prologue kind of divides the Avengers, and there's like a devastating event. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, later in the yeah. in the game, where the Avengers have kind of split up and they're trying to deal with that, and you see like glimpses of all the enemies and stuff. So yeah, it'll it'll be cool to see 
like we need more information. Yeah. Again, we need yeah. the, the the episode. The <laughs> title of this episode yeah. is called "We Need More Information." We need more now, information. Speaking of Gamescom and needing more information, Death Stranding. Death Stranding also made an appearance. Oh my god! So one thing we know for a fact about Death Stranding is that it's, 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 it's Norman a, it's Reedus. A game? Norman Reedus. Well, we Norman, don't know that for sure. Norman Reedus <laughs> gets out it's his Norman different... penis. Oh, Norman Reedus. You don't get. Norman Reedus carrying his Norman fetus, pulling out his Norman pe- penis. But you don't get to see it, which is fine. No. Um, someone will mod, mod. You know, <laughs> yeah. someone will mod. But uh, so you, you can, can urinate in the game. Fact. Yeah. And you if you keep urinating and come back later, yeah. there might be a surprise for you. Apparently. So, so okay. So let's start from the start. <laughs> All right. So there's new Death Stranding footage. Still don't know what the fuck it's about. <laughs> <laughs> so Norman Reedus's character Sam is sleeping in the wilderness. So there's a sleep mechanic. We assume. Um, like any good travel game, you yeah, have to rest. Exactly, like any open world game, you can probably go, to sl- go like set up camp, sleep, and then go to the next day so you don't have to walk around at night. Because if, if you've ever played any video game ever, walking around at night is very dangerous. Always, <laughs> always more dangerous than walking around during the day. Yeah. So there's some sort of sleep mechanic probably, especially if the game's as huge as I think it is. It'll take place over a very long period of time over a huge, huge map. So then after you, wa- after you wake Sam up, you can urinate. <laughs> so there's a gameplay mechanic. I mean, it's realistic. Yeah, which is Kojima in a nutshell, where he's just like, here's, let's do a stupid little thing that uh, you know, you'd never do in another game. Um, but yeah, when he pisses in a certain place, like a mushroom grows out of the ground. And Kojima said, if you keep pissing in the same place and you come back later, you might find something. So what the... F- like, the guy's crazy. He's, he's a mad genius. It's insane. So after that, Sam goes and he delivers his pack because the whole game he's basically the postman. Yeah, you know, like he he connects America by going across the wilderness and yeah. connecting these little. We haven't seen any townships really yet, so I wonder if that's going to be in the game or if it's just going to be wilderness. But he goes to a little hut kind of thing and he delivers a package. Um, Man, the, we, the world owes Kevin Costner so much. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. No, was, that's you're a, like, he's a postman. That's my, yeah. my mind just went straight to yeah. the postman. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the thing. We talked about it early, uh, <laughs> quite a while ago where it's like Kojima. I think Kojima was watching a certain movie when he came up with the idea. Um, but what's cool is you see this uh, a map of the United States and it says something like Eastern Region and it's got like the East East uh, East Coast, like third, the East third of the United States. And it's got like, because Kojima has said, you know, it's about connecting the cities of America and like sh- connecting strands, whether, whatever, whatever the hell that, that means. On that note, he, on that note, very mm. quickly, he tweeted today, yeah. six hours ago, as of this recording, mm-hmm. uh, since I get this question a lot, Death Stranding is different from stealth games. You can enjoy a first person view but it's not a first-person shooter. It's a brand-new game genre that adapted the concept of Strand that we call action game. Strand, it's a Strand game genre, a social strand system. Yeah. He tells us everything, and he tells us nothing. He he said from the very beginning that this is its own kind of genre, Um, and it's all about connection and, you know, building the strands. You know what's funny, though? It comes out pretty soon. And yet yeah, we know nothing. No. And about as it. I was saying to to you and Nathan, like when the credits roll and we finish the game, we'll still have no fucking clue what the hell just happened. Um, in a good way. No, in a, in the best way possible. In the in the lynchiest way possible, <laughs> where we're just like, don't know what happened. Enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
But what's because he, you know, there's this whole like social media aspect that it's a multiplayer game, but it's not a multiplayer game. Yeah, they haven't really revealed what that means. But anyway, we do see a map of like the whole eastern part of the United States, and like it, it seems to have tracked Sam's delivery journey, and he's connected certain strands. So I'm, I'm wondering, how big is the map? Is it the entire United States? It'll be Do an you ab- start on the east coast and make your way to the west coast. It'll be an abridged version of it. I'm yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, it won't be one to one. But how do you know? Oh, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I'm only joking. No, no, it's but, probably not going know, to be. But if anyone can know, do it, yeah. But like, th- I was, I think I was talking to you guys the other day. I'm like, we don't know. Like, there might. I think I, we mentioned on the show once where I was like, PT, like Silent Hills like, was supposed to have this kind of community aspect where people around from the world were supposed to work together to to figure out PT. Um, and it took, like, half and, an hour. And Kojima was surprised because it took half an hour for everyone to go on the internet and figure it out. And I think he's continued that idea into Death Stranding where I was thinking, like, what if there's no end to the game until a certain amount of people do a certain thing or until... People work together, but it's also not an online game, as far as we know. It's not a multiplayer game. It's it's online connected. Yeah, if that makes sense. We don't but know enough there information. Might, yeah, there might be a social media aspect to it, like you can connect to it on your phone. But is that a- we might be delivering shit to each other? Yeah, like we don't. Yeah. Maybe maybe if one person you know, delivers to the other, you get a, like I don't know. There's a there's a franchise called Mass Effect, which I'm sure everyone knows of. Mm. Uh, and in one of the, uh, I think the second and third Mass Effect game, if you wanted to get the best ending, you had to play the online mode, and you earned essentially you earned points. Okay. So I, I wonder See, if it could be a system yeah. like that where if you do a certain amount of things online, you earn points. If you get the most amount of points, mm. See, you, can, I wouldn't, you can get the yeah, best ending. I wouldn't like that. But also, I mean, it depends on the how they integrate Kij- it. Yeah, the way Kojima will integrate it, that'll be interesting. Because if we're if it's a single player experience and we're just sort of say I'm delivering a package to you that yeah. might give you an extra advantage or more money or whatever yeah. it is, and also because there's that layer of like there's the land of the living and then there's that dark world, the land of the dead or whatever it is, and then there might be a third level which is our, our reality, yeah. like us here now. That's cool. So I think that'll play into it. But how? Who knows? We'll never know. <laughs> I'm excited. That's the other thing I know is I'm <laughs> yeah. excited. Oh, I'm so excited. But also, because we talked about how you can see Sam carrying an extra pair of boots on his backpack. And I was thinking, like, maybe your boots wear out over time. So the fact that there's this huge map and you have to walk across this area, that and the fact that there's, like, a sleep mechanic and a urination mechanic, like, there might be this... The game might take... I just hope this fast travel. A hundred, yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> but the game, might, I was actually thinking, I'm like, I bet you they don't put that in just to be Kojima to be Kojima. You it's know? like, oh, you have to go back. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. buddy. Because I know there's yeah. a motorbike, so at some point you can move a little faster. But I bet you he'll be like, you know what? This map is the biggest map in any video game ever. But you have to walk across it in real time. <laughs> I'm down, <laughs> and you know, I'm not even mad. No, I'm usually, down. usually if a game did that, I'd be like, "This is a broken piece of shit." Who would play this? Throw out the controller. But Kojima, I'm like, this guy's a genius. <laughs> <coughs> so it's hard to believe, right? We're talking about this like it's some deep mystery. The game comes out eighth November. Yeah, I know. It's really soon. And he's showed us all this footage. We've seen characters. We've seen gameplay. Oh, yeah, no, I like, still have no clue. Like yeah. The majority of the game's no done. Yeah. 
Um, like there are people out there who know everything. Yeah, come on the show, please. Call, email <laughs> us. Contact no. our Twitter. <laughs> Could you like uh, we talked <laughs> about this? Kojima explained it all to Mads Mikkelsen, and he said, "I still have no clue what <laughs> what's going on." We need to contact Norman uh, Reedus. I think he has the inside information. No, no I think Norman Reedus and Kojima have like a a, a simpatico. They're besties. Yeah, like I think they know what's going on. You know, um, uh, just before we before we uh, change the subject. Oh no, no, we're still oh, half. Good. We're not even halfway through oh, the good. Death Stranding stuff. Um, what's funny is uh, the rock band Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, I guess they ran into Kojima, mm. and they, they tweeted out with "We're here with a real rock star." Yeah. So you just got like the the singer Bring Me the Horizon with the Hideo Kojima, yeah, and like he looks like well, he's, we he's talk, in the Ollie video talk, game yeah, world. He's the biggest rock Ollie star. Ollie looks Ollie kind of looks nervous or whatever, and he's got this tiny Kojima. We, talk, guy. we talked like, about hilarious. this. He's like the rock star. He, he of is. video game. He's developers. the biggest. Fi- he's the biggest singular figure yeah. in video in like, like video game nerds. Yeah, he, he's yeah, he's like a punk kind of like out there. It's like you got like, all video games. He's an alternative. Video game developer. He's, yeah, he's like yeah. the David Lynch of the video game yeah, world. But he makes mainstream big success yeah. games. But I they're mean. also not mainstream at all. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, after after Sam delivers his package, like he falls down a ravine and his BB, which we've talked about on the show, the little baby that you carry that connects yeah. you to the other side, like starts crying and screaming and like starts flashing like his little uh womb artificial womb thing. Like, um, I think it starts flashing red or maybe I'm misremembering, oh, but anyway, he, to, you can calm the baby down or the BB down by rocking the motion control on the PS4 controller and like gently rocking the BB back and forth. But if you shake it too hard, the ba- the BB will get a- angry. Like brain damage. <laughs> yeah. Don't, sh- don't shake babies, <laughs> so, please. Yeah. So, so you have to like, uh, gently rock the BB until it calms down. So that's the end of the, uh, the, that gameplay section. And then we see uh, a sort of exposition-heavy kind of cutscene introducing the Dead Man character, played by Guillermo del Toro, or at least the, the our uh, favorite del Toro. Yeah, the, no, mm, mm. yes, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, his uh, his outward look is Guillermo del Toro. They scanned him in, but it's a different but voice the, actor. The voice stuff, actor yeah. is different. Um, but Dead Man is seems to be like a holographic AI helper guy who like can you know like uh, phase in and out like he, he's like a projection, um, and he kind of runs the kind of BB like a laboratory where the BBs can you like Sam brings his BB and like you can yeah uh, you sync it up upgrade the baby yeah sort of you you put the womb, artificial womb thing into this. I watched the trailer, but I still had no idea what I was watching. Oh, there's no clue. I, I just, you know, I just like all the, like, all the crazy exposition and how, like, Kojima's created this insane, huge world, you know. Um, and they talk about, like, the BBs are born from, they're called still mothers, who I guess are in, like, on death, like, on their deathbeds or, or like, in comas. And that's how the BB is able to connect to the real world and the underworld at the same time because they're kind of halfway through. So weird. Yeah. And so when Sam connects to his BB, that's how he can connect to the, the other, side. Un- uh, other side. And that's why how he can sense the BTs, which are the invisible monster Creature, dark creature things. Oh, um, I forgot. I just I forgot that one of my favorite actors is in the uh, in the game. Who? Uh, he's in uh, he's in Twin Peaks. He's in um, uh, Three Billboards. Is he in Three Billboards? The guy with the the mo. He's um, what do you call it? 
He's a he's a super famous actor. He's in he's in Twin Peaks and stuff. Oh my god. Twin Peaks? I'm pretty sure. Hold on, I, you know, I'm going to look this up. Okay, yeah. let's continue. I, I'm trying to think of who else no, is no, no, in no, this. I, Mads Mikkelsen, Norman Reedus, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, which is crazy, uh, Margaret Qualley, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, Lindsay yeah. Wagner, I think is her name. That's right, I'll, I'll get it up. Who, who am I missing? Who else is in it? Uh, I don't know. I got it. Uh, Troy Baker. Troy Baker's not in Twin Peaks. Isn't he? What Troy, the- Baker, Troy Baker is a video game Troy actor. Troy Baker is a famous video game actor. He's not on Twin Peaks. He played Joel in Last of Us. He played uh, Booker in uh, Bioshock Infinite. Are you sure? He's a huge video game actor. Yeah, he's a massive And video he doesn't game have actor. a mustache. He's never had a mustache. Uh, I've got to look this up. Uh, anyway, continue. <laughs> Callum, you have the worst like goldfish memory. <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Yeah, so Dead Man is explaining to Sam about the BBs and the Still Mothers, and it's all this really interesting uh, world building, and you have to like reduce the stress levels of the BB because if you keep using the BB to detect BTs and connect to the other side, then the stress levels of the BB goes up. And Dead Man says no BB on record has ever remained in service for more than a year, so like. He's like, don't get attached to it. And Sam's like, does that mean my BB's going to die? So I'm like, that might play into the game where you have to keep your BB alive. But if it dies, you could probably get another one. But it's like, it, does that does that have negative con- connotations? Really fucking interesting. Really excited. He also says, like, because Sam is, like, delivering these packages and connecting the United States. Um, Starting the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, he's kind of, like, connecting. You know who, I'm sorry, you know who I thought he was? Oh, God. Who? I thought he was uh, John Hawks. You're the worst. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. John... <laughs> oh, I apologize. Everyone. Anyway. Um, yeah, so he's connecting all these and there's something called the chiral network where you connect all these uh, strands and you go across America and uh, Dead Man says, like, you know, the more chiral network, you know, you complete, the more strands you connect, the more old data, past data will recover. So you might like kind of like the postman. It's like con- connecting everyone in the US, but recovering what was lost after the apocalyptic event. Yeah. And that might play into the social media, real world meta aspect. You know what would be sick? Mm. If it's an ARG. So in our oh. world, the data you get in the game goes towards solving whatever fake yeah. ARG goes on. That won't happen because that's a lot of work. Yeah. But... If anyone could pull it off, uh, yeah, it's Kojima. Cool. Um, then we see the uh, like uh, the introduction of Mama, the character played by Margaret Qualley, who was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, she played Pussycat. Um, she plays Mama in this game. And this cool thing as well, she has her... She has a baby that's in the other side. Yeah, she has a like a BT baby. BTs are usually these... Demons. Uh, like, yeah, like sort a like ghost, evil, like ghost yeah. uh, invisible ghost things that come up out of the underworld into the real world and like attack you. And But this, her baby died, I guess, and is still, but it's still connected to her with like an invisible umbilical cord. Um, and like, you know, she can only stay in that area because if she leaves, she'll disconnect from the baby. Really interesting, really weird. Love it. I love everything about it. What it, have we talked about that guy who kills himself repeatedly? He doesn't kill himself. Oh, he yeah. only has 21 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he gets um, resurrected. Heart, Nicholas, heart, um, yeah, Hartman. Hartman. Yeah, think, Nicholas yeah. Winding Refn, uh, so which is, which weird. is so cool. Cause he has like. 
He has like short films and all yeah. that kind of stuff and, and music you know, albums you know, that you know only last twenty one minutes. Yeah, you know what's interesting? He goes to the, like the Blu-ray shelf and he pulls it off, and then it comes up with the name. I'm like, can we watch those in the game? Or no. is that just Kojima doing a little flourish? Because he goes to, but when he pulls out the shelf, it, the camera kind of tilts and it kind of comes up with the name of the short film. That'd and I was cool. like, is that a mechanic where you can go up to the shelf? Maybe it's just a mechanic where you can. If take... it's a really early film, that's like yeah, in if it's like an old public, silent film. Yeah, it could may- be in public domain. Maybe there, maybe out of all the shelf, you can only take out the ones that they have the rights to. Because movies, that would yeah, be cool. and then you can watch. You put yeah. them in the player, and you early watch movies, them in real time. Early movies in the public domain, probably. Yeah, some a lot of them would like be old. Yeah, old yeah. silent movies. Probably. That'd be cool. And then after yeah. the movie finishes, you watch Nicholas Winding Refn die, <laughs> and then <laughs> Actually, he comes yeah, back and again. He comes, it's like, oh, sorry about that's that. Like, that, that was, <laughs> I was watching that trailer. I'm like, that's weird, even for Kojima. Oh man, everything in this is so weird, and I love. I, I love. love it. I love every minute of it. I love yeah, it. It's gonna be so. I can't wait for this game. I'm so excited. Day one purchase. Yeah. Before day one, yeah, uh, pre- pre-order purchase. <laughs> I'm gonna fly to Japan and be like, yeah, you know, hook me up. <laughs> um, it's like, but sir, it's not in English. Doesn't matter. I'm not gonna be able to understand it anyway. <laughs> no one's gonna understand anyway. Um, well, we sort of run out of time, but we got one more thing to talk about. What should we do? Should we talk about quickly the Joker? Yeah, we got yeah, that. it's rated R. It's gonna be sick. Yeah. So we we were arguing a lot uh, a few weeks ago or a few months ago. You know, DC movies, they have to t- take a different route to Marvel. They can't keep trying to copy. Shazam was great, but I don't think they can sustain that for their no. new... Uh, but this this film seems to be unconnected to yeah. the larger so DC. We, yeah, we were talking about how the Joker has to be standalone and it has to be R to deal with the dark, well, dark things Apparently, that it seems to be in the trailer. And it has been officially rated R, which is a very, very good sign. Well, the movie's taken a lot of inspiration from Taxi Driver yeah, and uh, what's of, that other King Scorsese one? And the King of Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got that dark undertone yeah, like, through it. You know, uh, we were afraid that they would have this PG thirteen darkness. You know, yeah. Like the Dark Knight is a dark, gritty movie, but it's still PG thirteen at the yeah. end of the day. Even though Nolan is, does it so well, um, but it's great that this is R and they can go full. I'm sure DC will have a few rules like I can't swear here. You know, this, yeah, that, yeah, the other. But like the fact that is R is R. It's a very I good mean, sign, and also. There's been rumors that, you know, the Suicide Squad 2 and Birds of Prey will also be R. And what does that mean for the Batman? You know, the new Batman movie coming out. Does that mean that'll be R as well? That's maybe. Very, maybe DC's best option is to, yeah, just be go. Because that'll differentiate yeah, be the, them from yeah, Marvel. Be, be the R-rated be, guys. Yeah, be the anti-Marvel. Because Marvel, and we'll talk about in the next episode, Disney+, Plus, they're still very much in the safe, family-friendly yeah. zone. And really, other than Deadpool, which they now technically own, but we haven't seen what they're going to do with, you know, they they don't really, they're not going to dip their no, toe into the darker like, territory. We'll, we'll see. You know, we know these R-rated superhero movies make money. You look at Logan, you look at Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited about, I'm really excited about the Joker, but, you know, we'll have to see, you know, even if the Joker's good, we'll still have to see what DC does next, because I still haven't. I'm still not on board with them and I still I'm still not sure they know what they're doing. And like we talked about quite a while ago, the Joker has to be standalone. I don't want it to be connected to the Batman. I don't want it to be connected to Suicide Squad 2. Would you would you but take a sequel to the Joker? Yeah. Keep him in his own continuity. No. Maybe have him I, I against a like completely separate, different actor Batman. We'll, uh, we'll see when it comes out, but I feel like th- 
standalone now is a dirty word almost, you know, especially in terms of uh, big uh, superhero franchises. But we just they just need to make one good movie. Yeah. Th- don't worry Watch about Zan. yeah. Don't worry about seven movies down the line. Worry about that because that's going to yeah. compromise your movie now. So I'm a little afraid that afraid that even though these movies might be rated R. Because Suicide Squad was supposed to be a reboot, now it's looking more like a sequel. Birds of Prey is technically standalone, but it's still connected to Suicide Squad. You know, The Batman was supposed to be standalone, but it might be connected to The Joker. It might be connected to Suicide Squad 2. I'm afraid that they're going to fall into the same trap that they they were in, you know, the, the same problems they were having before with their, with their other DC universe. But now it's just going to be R-rated instead. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get Man of Steel and B- Batman v Superman and Justice League, but they're gonna be R-rated versions. You know, it's still gonna be a terrible, terrible franchise yeah. with horrible, horrible but uh, we'll adaptations get, like, Frank of Miller our dialogue. characters. Do you know who I am? I'm the fucking <laughs> yeah, Batman. Exactly. That's exactly one hundred percent right. They're gonna do the same dumb shit, but even more more edgy than um, <laughs> Zack Snyder being like, grow up, you don't even know Batman. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really worried, but we'll see. This whole, like we said, what do we, what do we say this episode was called? This whole episode... We need more information. We need more information and we'll, we'll get back to y'all. <laughs> all right, so... That's all we have time for for this special bonus episode. Yes, um, I'll upload this episode first and then edit the, the second episode and the next episode will come out uh, in a couple days' time. So thanks everyone for listening. Like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Tuesday Review AU. Follow me on Instagram at Channel Drifter, where I talk about all the movies we don't get to talk about on the show. Uh, you can find our previous episodes on your favorite podcasting app. If you like video games, check out Alan and Jake's show, Sunrise Arcade. Our friend Maddie J has his automotive show, Car Talk, T O R Q U E. Uh, you can Google those and find those podcasts as well. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Tuesday Review on iTunes. Adios, cousins.